Hello, this is Bert from Hope Something Sticks. This will be part two of our episode uh, discussing the differences between the Republican and Democratic Party. And stay tuned to the end. I have another fun little bonus track from Matt uh, when we're recording this episode. So, enjoy. Here's Matt. There's Bert. Hope Something Sticks. Blah, blah, blah. Of what Harry Reid did, uh, who was the Democratic. Senate majority when uh, the last time the Democrats had majority of the Senate uh, who initiated the nuclear option, quotation marks, uh, to stop the practice of having two-thirds of the Senate confirm both federal judges and uh, cabinet members. Uh, And then McConnell later uh, did the same thing for Supreme Court Justice is, which is how you got uh, Brett Kavanaugh on the on the court, on Supreme Court. Wasn't I supposed to come up with some sort of proponent type of viewpoint? <sighs> I don't know. I think so. I think I was. I mean, his his strategies, his distracticon strategies. Is outstanding. He just yeah, he just I mean, knows how just to never do ends. it. He just knows it so well. And there's nobody who's playing the stock market better. I don't know if I mentioned earlier in the episode. I probably did. There are people I know that are voting for Trump strictly because he is influencing the stock market in such a way that it, it benefits them as day traders. Mm-hmm. Because he will say such outlandish and volatile shit, and it causes it to go up and down and up and down, and, you know, that, that is exactly what they need. They need volatility. Yeah. And I've met other people who are just staunch libertarians. I mean, I work with a couple of them. And a number of our clients are socially conservative. And he he just hits on... He hits the vein of America in so many different levels from here's what you want to hear to here's some quote-unquote real talk which is just it's even the re, the real talk it's still just bullshit but it's the right mm-hmm. brand of bullshit and it's right up the alley of people who need to hear that garbage they need to hear a politician say something that they would say and <laughs> they just don't understand how politics really works all the way up top they get how it works way down low and they love it when a politician talks low but a politician who talks low to other politicians isn't isn't a, a diplomat and it just completely fucks the system up and you know I hate to admit it, 
but it has caused it has caused real change and it has caused real conversation because there it is there it is in stark yeah. contrast to the face that we put on things that we have put on things for over a decade for decades you know George W Bush didn't fucking he tr- he put a face on things he tried covering yep. things up same as everybody same as every other president and what did Kanye West say George <laughs> W Bush doesn't care about black people and what's Kanye saying nowadays I'm running against Joe Biden now I'm not trying to say Kanye West is the vein of America because clearly this man has uh, a chemical imbalance that needs to be addressed Uh, the music's great I certainly hope he keeps that going uh as with most great artists, he's clearly got some sort of mental disorder. But, uh, yeah, Trump understands how to tap into the basest needs of this country. The basest needs of people who are just hooked up to devices and hooked up to media and can't get enough of it and needs some kind of a soundbite and he knows that he's just going to he knows exactly where he's going to reverb and he and he just plays off of that he doesn't he doesn't shy away from it he embraces it even when he says oh my god you hate me so much the opposite of love this is what politics comes down to is love hate and indifference because the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference and he understands hate equals love he understands that better than any other president uh, since I'm going to say Jesus I think you're giving him a little bit too much credit because if he was such a master of that, he would not create more hate for him, people that hate him. But I think by sniffing the number than people that love him. Now, one thing that Republicans point to uh, in the they think they'll win argument for the you know this presidential race is that there's more people excited about voting for Trump than there are people excited about voting for Biden. Now that's an incomplete metric as far as I'm concerned because you also have to take into account how many people are excited to vote against Biden and how many people are excited to vote against Trump. And when you take all four of those and put you know excited to vote for Trump against Biden for Biden against Trump I'm thinking there are significant there's enough there's more people in the hate Trump category than any other category by a pretty good amount 
So doesn't that leave... If only you do... If all you're doing is just hating on a candidate. Hate doesn't... I hate to say that hate supersedes love. Because I love being such such a hippie. That I just, I just can't bring myself to, to believe such a thing. Can hate overcome love? Is that what you're telling me, Bert? I think... Is that what you're trying to love? I think it can. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. I think it's a person-by-person... You know, it's a case-by-case thing. Both of them are really strong emotions. There are people that that hate is their primary uh, emotion. And it, I guess you could also turn that around that they they love to hate, and you know that's what comes down to. Anyway, we're, I think we're getting a little too philosophical here. I think what are you talking about politics the, the, is people. People is philosophy. But politics is philosophy has no there's no case studies for philosophy. It's all just abstract politics. It's who is going to win. That is going to be determined in the next couple of months. A bajillion or few months. This is a scientific term. A bajillion cases for philosophy. But if you want to talk strategy, I mean, let's talk strategy. Strategy. Excuse me. If Biden, I mean, Biden has already, he's already committed the same mistake as in 16. The same exact mistake. And that is... Okay. He didn't even, he's not even going to go to Wisconsin. The same exact mistake. If Hillary had gone to Wisconsin, she would have fucking won. She didn't even go. Maybe. Dude. That's that's definitely... No. First of all, the Biden campaign is not taking things for granted the same way the Clinton campaign did. A. B. Biden has significantly better numbers than Clinton ever did. And Biden did significantly better in the primaries than Clinton did, especially against uh, head-to-head against uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders won Michigan. Biden beat the crap out of Sanders in Michigan. Bert, uh, Joe Biden is a much more likable person than Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden has a lot much fewer conspiracy theories floating around him than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> jo- Joe Biden doesn't change his fucking accent every place he goes. Joe Biden, and you know... As somebody who changes this, his accent based on which family he's talking to, I resent that. <laughs> I'm, it's, it it made, me, made her feel even more disingenuous to me when, when I heard that. When she, when she was like in the South or whatever. I know she spent time in Arkansas, but... She she's not a southerner. No, she's from but, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and you know what? I think I think this still does make a, a difference. Joe Biden has a penis. 
There were there are people who will not vote for a woman. There's no one that won't vote for some old white guy. Uh, I hate to move pretty hate much. To move a at this point, but at some point, uh, women become men. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Hey, menopause, man. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Misogyny, it's, it's fucking real. It, it, yeah, it exists. There's some women so, who just don't so, understand that another woman could actually run shit. Yeah, there, there's like, um, there's this one thing. I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, like, a reporter goes out and talks to people, like, out, out and about... And this one was talking to people out in Pennsylvania, and there were actually women saying that they would never vote for a woman, you know, because, you know, bullshit, you know, hormones, whatever. And it's like, oops, that's not good. And uh, Hillary Clinton lost Pennsylvania. Now, when you take all this into account, and also you take into account what people actually know what Trump will do because he's already started doing it in the past three and a half years. And then take into account that Trump won by such slim margins in so many states by usually less than 1%. And now he's going now he's going to win when he doesn't have all those advantages and Hillary Clinton kept getting investigated by fucking James Comey. Remember, like, right before the the election happened, he was like, oh, we're opening things up again. Right. Just letting everyone know. Right. So much went wrong in that campaign. A lot of it was self-inflicted. A, a good amount of it wasn't. Yeah, that, that was... And, I, my jaw hit the floor when James Comey said that he was reopening that investigation uh, like a week before the election. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. That 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 and Joe Biden is not shitting on people who are considering Trump, like Hillary Clinton did. <laughs> I I don't. She really just didn't realize how much of a groundswell Trump was getting and how serious it was. A, of a threat a it was gross underestimation, and that doesn't exist anymore. Gross underestimation. You know? So that and I know people that have know, been voting for Trump. Since the year 2000. I'm not even joking. Since the no, year sure. 2000 when he first started running for president. Yeah. And it only took him four tries. If you want to call those tries. And Roger Stone yeah, was there just kinda... every step of the way. The villain's villain. Yeah, he dresses up like a villain. Right. He loves it. He can't get enough of the persona. He's just a, I'm sure. He's just a character. That's why he does he's it. He's just a character, though. He doesn't really matter. He's such a villain, he got a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get enough of it. He's also such a fucking idiot, he ended up agreeing to an interview with Sasha Baron Cohen on his ridiculous oh, yeah. show that tried pranking actual politicians 
And it, I mean, it worked. That, I mean, it did. Yeah, he got that guy. He got that. He got that one Georgia congressman to resign because <laughs> he fucking. Oh my god. Oh my god. He got him to Act. back into Sasha Baron Cohen's crotch while yelling "America." Right. Right. Something like Among that. Among other things. Yeah, a lot of just. Just kind of quite un, un, stuff, yeah. unrepeatable. Yeah. Unrepeatable filth. Yeah. Garbage. And he got him to say it on camera. And the dude was just like, mm-hmm. yup, let's do this. Doesn't matter that I'm a fucking elected representative to Congress. Which was heartening to see that you know what? Even the little representative can be ousted from politics. So why can't the big representative be ousted? Like think, the uh, fucking guy. Too big. It's too big to fail. The fucking guy needs to be gone. Needs to be got. <laughs> That's the wrong terminology. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry well, to bring it full circle. We'll, we'll see in November. God, he's not going to go away. That's the scary part of no, it. He will yeah. never shut the fuck up. Even ex-presidents shut the fuck up. Bush shut up. Obama shut up. Clinton shut up. Everybody shuts yeah, the okay. fuck up about anybody else. Because you know what? At the end of the day... They're all liable for war crimes of some sort of another. They all fucking killed somebody and and are responsible for somebody's crazy fucking death. And if anybody says anything to anybody else, they're all culpable. But this one, this one isn't going to go away. He has shown that time and time again. There is no norm that is off limits. Yeah. Even Rush Limbaugh has agreed to that. Yeah. I think unless he's like crushed in this election, and maybe not even that, he'll probably be the Republican nominee in the next election. Or at least he'll try to be. Probably be the... I think it'll... What do you mean? You think he's not going to be the Republican nominee for president? I think it's more than likely that he will be, but I think Dude, it's guaranteed. Be... They can't go away from him now. No, it's it's not it's not guaranteed. Wow. Like, no, no, I'm talking about after if he loses the next election. What? Twenty twenty four. I'm talking about twenty twenty four. Dude, if he loses this election. They're going to run away from him as fast as possible. They're hoping he loses. Yeah, I know they're hoping no, he loses. I'm saying, no but that doesn't, that doesn't mean do he can't... This. That doesn't mean he's not going to run again. If he's still alive, that's yeah, the sure. Thi- that's the... Yeah. He's probably going to be dead. I mean, that's the thing he loves. That. That, that, that's the, his favorite part of this whole thing is, uh, is running a campaign. And like the rallies and everything, that's what he really digs on. 
Right, yeah, he wants a, but, he just wants a statue. And oh my god, do yeah. I want to give it to him. That's He wants to be on Mount Rushmore. Man, I'll give him a statue. Anyway, do you want to go to Mount Rushmore um, and and bolt a statue. <laughs> It'll be 6 inches tall. Scratch that, four and a half inches tall. And uh, he'll have a worse hairline than me. Mm. It'll be a very accurate representation of his incredibly cringeworthy smile. And I'll, well, anyway. I'll be perched somewhere inside of, uh, I don't know, Lincoln's hair. Sure. So, so let's start wrapping up. Um, well, we didn't touch on the so conspiracy yeah, kinda, theories, kinda, but... Well, sorry about that. Yeah, but we also been talking for, like, well over an hour. Um, uh, this is well over an hour. Yeah. So, um, but just kind of finishing... Uh, that thought about you know Trump running again if he does lose, I think it'll be a little bit harder for him because I th- I think the Republicans are going to use the same playbook that the Democrats used this time around in n- not having Bernie Sanders as the nominee, where the basically every like the quote-unquote normal Republicans will just galvanize over, you know, galvanize to whoever is the, you know, most palatable. And it's like, okay, this is our guy. And everyone else is going to back out. And hopefully uh, more than 50% of Republicans would rather this guy than Trump. Because Trump had like 43%. Like through a lot of through like you know the the ma- the meat of the uh, the primary race, so if it was just two two people, he could have theoretically lost. Like say him and you know, old Pierre Delecto or <laughs> Marco Rubio, who, who gives Delecto. a fuck, you know, call, you know, Figarino. Oh my god, I fucking watch. Romney's speech on the on the impeachment proceedings. I watch it over and over sometimes, and I get a fucking tear in my eye. And this is a fucking asshole that, you know, if if I ever saw him, I I I kind of still want to punch him in the face. Because he's, <laughs> well, yeah, he said he's, like forty eight percent of the American population was useless. Right. <laughs> I got caught on tape saying that most Americans are on welfare. <laughs> oh, God. And he wants to... Oh, my God. Private... You know, he just wants to do some of the worst possible things. But this is a dude that still said, at the heart of it, you know, he said what he said the truth. This is a guy who believes in the special underwear and is a Mormon and is... I mean, you want to talk about the orthodoxy of America. This is a guy who's... He's part and parcel with it. Motherfucker's a Mormon. 
mean, it's it's pretty tough. Yeah, to, but it's pretty tough to get much more orthodox than that in terms of in terms of Christianity. You get that, and you get the born agains, and the Protestant, and, and you're right there. Yeah. And even he but that, can't that's get, where he, yeah. he has it. That's where he has his window to say what he wants because we said on this. I've said this in a previous podcast. The Mormons aren't super on board with Trump. They're pretty much the only conservative group that is not a big fan of his. Just you know, they just can't. He's, he's just they just can't reconcile what Trump does with you know what he's saying and what he says he can do for conservatives. So. I don't know if he'd be saying the same thing if he had any other kind of constituency, but, you know, he only relies on the Mormon vote, you know. The, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Maybe he'd do it anyway and sacrifice himself on the pyre, but I don't know. It, it just seems whoever, the Republicans that speak out against them are the ones with nothing to lose. And that just seems to be the only common denominator. You know, Bill Crystal, uh, the you know, all, all, you know, everyone in the Did you say Billy Lincoln Crystal? Project. Don't you mean Ben? No, Bill C- Crenshaw. No, Bill. Cr- no, Bill Chris. Bill Crystal. He's a he's a conservative. Uh, he's a he's a Republican. He's a Rich Republican that uh, he owns some kind of public, you know, conservative publication. He, he's a big time old school Republican who hates the shit out of Trump and he, what he does and his organization. I forget what, like, I don't know. This it's another never Trumper organization. I forget what it's called. But what he does is he gets disillusioned Trump voters and gets them. They record their kind of testimonial about you know, why they voted for Trump and why they're definitely not going to vote for him this time. And, and the idea is to, to get, you know, Republicans talking to Republicans uh, about how, you know, terrible this guy is and, you know, how he's not good for the country and, you know, doesn't have the best interests at heart. Oh, Crystal, K-R-A-I-S-T-O-L. <laughs> I'm like Billy Crystal. Well, yeah, duh. No, duh. no not Billy Crystal. Duh. Bill Crystal. Okay, got it. So, uh, yeah, March first, he came out for Joe Biden. If you there you go. Because he fucking hates Bernie Sanders and his forty-two billion dollar tax on Jeff Bezos. Sure, there's that. But he also hates Donald Trump. So there it is. And, and, and that we we've arrived at the answer to everything. Make Bezos pay for it. Nationalize <laughs> Jeff Bezos. I said it. <laughs> just take him and just, just cancel his credit card, or just max out his credit card. And give it all to the, you know, United Bail Fund, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> and then take his other credit card 
and then give all the coal miners a job. Not even a job, just a stipend for life. And there it is. Because that's what Trump's trying to do. He's trying mm. to just buy everybody's vote with this tax bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think on that nugget, it, we'll uh, gonna close for today. Yeah. I, I think I think there's a lot more to talk about, and maybe we'll you know kind of go into this direction in other episodes. But uh, I think we're at a good place now. Yes, a good place to end this conversation. Yes, <laughs> a good place for this country. So, uh, we stand on the edge of oblivion. Yep. I know I wanted to end on a happy don't. note. But we're not over the edge yet. Yeah. Well, in one way or the other, we're always on the edge. True. Ever since the uh, invention, ever since the splitting of the atom, we've kind of been on the edge of annihilation in some way or another. Okay. <laughs> You know, and we, it always comes back to and, are the uh, British trying to kill us? Yes. Not currently. Yes. So no, no, no. They're always trying something. All right. <laughs> now that you know they stole Meghan what, Markle, and the, you know they're gonna go from there. They 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 gave her back. <laughs> Wait, they gave her back. They didn't want her. They gave her back. Yeah, they gave her back. What do you mean they gave her back? You mean what do you mean? What do they mean? They, <laughs> they they left. They basically left the the royal family essentially, uh, and they're living in North America now. Oh, that's right. Harry and uh, Meghan. Forgot about that. You didn't hear about that? No, I don't give a shit. So now, the the British have spies in North America. Is what I'm hearing. Okay. All right. I'm on to you, Meghan. All right, so uh, if you have any questions about this episode or anything else, you can email us at hopesomethingsticks at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. If any of you meatbags have actually made it this far, wow. We, we need to have, like, a prize. There's going to be a prize at the end. <laughs> we need to have a clue, like, where all my gold is buried. What do you think of that? You want to bury some gold? Uh, sure. <laughs> Not a lot of gold. Just, you know, gold. <laughs> In a hill. Leading to a valley oh. with a river and trees and traps and booby traps. Like Goonies. We should set up like a Goonies type trap. Stay tuned, meatbags. Well, There's gold. Yep. Yeah. First they have to write in. Alright, well, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Peace. Uh, puppet government, I think is where we left off. And then you stealing my point from earlier in the conversation. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's not really a point to hand it. That's my goddamn point. I'll kill you. <laughs>
You cut me out of this conversation, I swear to God. I'm done with this whole podcasted shit. I fucking quit. Burn it all down. Take every episode off. Scrub my name from the record. Just, It's just you talking to a fucking sock puppet. Might as well be Matt Triumph. Matt? Madumph the dog. The, <laughs> the, the nominal insult dog.